Thank you. Thank you. So I really hate that Ty's not here today to see your faces. He's been preaching the masks for, for months now, right? So uh, it's so good. Let me see. Everybody give me a big smile. I want to see everybody smile. Whoa. Oh, so good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I don't know, many of you don't know, don't know me. Uh, some of you have met me through the last few months, but I'm Ty's mother. And uh, my husband, Terry, and I were in the ministry. We still feel like we're in the ministry, but we were in, uh, you know, church, pastoring churches for the last 35 years. And so now we're coming in to be Ty's backup team, right? Um, I work in the corporate world. Right now I work from home. Um, and I have, before COVID, I traveled every week, flew to New York or Chicago or my, my main corporate headquarters is downtown in Soho uh, in, in New York. So uh, COVID has put the brakes on for me, right? And it has been a welcome change, actually, that part of it, right, of uh, not traveling as much. Um, so I am a nurse. I work in, um, for CVS Health, and I oversee large state populations, their employees, and their health. And so I have case managers, about 400 nurse case managers that do that. So, um, uh, but my favorite thing, I work to pay the bills, but my favorite thing is preaching the word and ministering for the Lord. Um, so today, what I want to look at, and I hope you will open up your heart to hear this, is a foundational block or a piece of your foundation that is so important uh, for, for what God's called you to. How many here believe God has called you to something? You're not just here taking up space or, or you know, that you, you truly have a purpose. He has brought you into the kingdom. You've said yes. I said yes to the Lord when I was 20 years old. I had been in college. Um, that when you, Back then, you left home and you went to college and you came back occasionally, right? Uh, so anyway, I had been in college for a few years. I was, um, I wasn't a, a, a wild girl, but I did like to go to dance clubs and, you know, have fun. And anyway, I came home one night. I'm just telling you the, the deal here. I came home one night. I was laying in my dorm room and I said to myself, Lord, there must be more to life than this. And he said, it's clear as a bell to me. There is, will you follow me? Right? And that's it. 35 years later, still going. Right? So um, uh, I hope that you've all had that same kind of moment. But when you do say yes, he begins to change the way you think. And when you come to the word in church or teachings or, or in your own Bible study, that is to renew your mind. Because even though you're, you're when you say yes to Jesus, you're spirit is now regenerated, you're now born again, you still have to renew your mind and wash out all those things that are wrong thinking, right? Or things that don't line up with the way he teaches. So today, we're, we're going to look at a, a piece of your foundation. And, and one of those pieces is to understand God's character uh, and to know that you can have complete confidence, be fully convinced that what he says about himself and what he shows you about himself in the New and the Old Testament is what you can lay your foundation on, right? 
He says he, he is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he not said, and will he not do? Has he not spoken, and will he not make it good? That's what he says about himself. In other words, what he says is true. In uh, Psalms, it says that forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So in other words, what his word says is true. You can lay your foundation on it. You can, in Luke 6, it says that a wise man comes and hears the word and does it. And that's like he's dug down deep and lagged his, you know what a lag bolt is? You know, a big, big bolt that you can lag. You know, lag, lag down your foundation and hook to it. And when the storms come, because the storms will come, you won't be washed away. But a foolish man comes, hears the word, but doesn't do it. And when the storms come, and they will come, you'll be washed away. So today we're going to dig deep and we're going to lag down a bolt in your foundation. So now, do you know that the tallest building in the world is where? In Dubai, right? <laughs> in Dubai. And it is, I wrote it down, it is 2,723 feet tall. Wow. And its foundation is 164 feet deep. I'm going somewhere with this now. Um, the Empire State Building, though it's old, right, uh, 1,224 feet tall. Its foundation is 55 feet deep. Your home, two couple stories, foundation is 20 inches. Big difference. The bigger the skyscraper, the deeper the foundation. Right? I want you to know today God's called you to big things. And because he's called you to big things, you have to have the foundation that matches. Right? So when you come to the word, you come to hear and to be modified and to be changed more like him so your foundation is deep. So just we're just going to do one small piece of him today. But this, this one truth so locks into your foundation that you, when you're fully convinced of it, you can't be shaken, right? So if you'll turn with me to Deuteronomy 31, 5, I'll lay this out for you. Where this brings us is to Moses is getting ready to die. The children of Israel have wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of their unbelief. Right? God said, I'm going to give you the promised land. He sent it, they sent out 12 spies. All 12 saw the same thing. But when they came back, 10 of them said, it's just as you said, but we can't do it. That's the best version. We can't do it. Right? There's giants. There's 45 cities. They're going to eat us like grasshoppers. But two, Joshua and Caleb said, it's just as you said, and we can do it. Let's go today. Right? You want to be a part of the two-spy club, not the ten-spy club. Because they two that lined up with God, this day that we're getting ready to talk about, Moses is talking to Joshua and Caleb, specifically Joshua, and the, the whole generation, 
Every adult, remember how there was millions that came out of Egypt when God brought them out with a mighty hand. Millions that came out, but this day, every adult was dead except for Moses, Joshua, and Caleb. And, jo- and Moses is getting ready to die. So the only two that will go into the promised land are the two that said, we believe it's just as you said, God. The only two that will go in after 40 years of wandering are Caleb and Joshua. They were 40-ish when God said it, and now they're 80. And the Word says that they are as strong now as they were when they were 40. Whew. I received that, right? Wow. So this is the day we're talking about. Moses is preparing Joshua. Joshua will be the new leader. Listen to what Joshua is going to have to lead. This is no easy task. He's going to have to lead a generation of kids that have grown up under the adults who were the unbelievers. Who murmured in their tents. You know what murmuring in their tents means? They went in there and said, I don't know. Well, Moses, why Moses thinks he's got all this together. I don't know why Moses thinks he can do this. I don't know why God brought us out into the wilderness to die. Murmur, murmur, murmur. So these kids have heard nothing but murmuring. And now he's going to be leading them. And they're going to go in and take the promised land. How many of you would be just a little bit concerned that this is your army? Right? A little bit. We know the word says that the promised land, all the giants, all those people that that inhabited the promised land, we know that they're already afraid of the children of Israel. That their, their hearts have already melted like wax. God has already prepared them to be overtaken. But Joshua is facing this moment and Moses is getting ready to tell him a truth. So listen to this. The Lord will give them over to you, talking about the people, the inhabitants of the promised land, that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong, of good courage, do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. And here's the truth I want you to grab. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Now what does this tell to Joshua? This tells Joshua, well, hey, I've got the creator of the universe on my side. He's not going to leave me and forsake me. He's going to keep his promises that my source, my source of wisdom, truth, peace, strength, courage, my source, provision, my source is God, and he's not going to leave me. This is where I want you to, I want you to hook on. Here's where you get out the lag bolt, okay? Screw it into your foundation. God is your source for peace, strength, health, freedom, provision. He's your source, and he will not leave you nor forsake you. All right, look at each other and say, he's not going to leave me. He's not going to leave me. Listen, this, there is many reasons people feel abandoned, right? Sometimes it's people, choices that people made for you, right? Sometimes it's choices you made yourself that caused you to be abandoned. Sometimes it's a family member that may have died 
my husband Terry's mother died when he was young. Not of your own, but still there's that sense. God says today he will not leave you nor forsake you. Your source is him. Isn't that good? You can lag into the foundation. Joshua knew he could lag onto that, and he could lead these people who would murmur, even though their shoes never wore out in 40 years of walking in the desert, even though God gave a cloud by day and a fire by night the entire time and dwelt in their midst, they still murmured. So that was not enough, right? What was enough is to lag down and believe that God is your source and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Your company goes out of business, all right, God, you're my source, right? You, you're not, it causes you to where you're not swayed or washed away by every storm because you know I'm lagged down into this. Okay, if you turn to Joshua 1, I'll give you just a few minutes to say word when you get there. I like to hear flipping or scrolling, either way. <clears throat> Good, Joshua 1. No man, now, now instead of Moses telling Joshua, God himself is telling Joshua. He's coming behind Moses and he said, now let me seal this in for you, Joshua. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And I was with Moses, Moses so I will be with you, I will not leave you, nor forsake you. If anybody needed a skyscraper foundation, it was Joshua, right? To take the promised land and lead these people across the Jordan. When they get ready to, to break camp and cross the Jordan into the promised land, God tells them this very specific Listen, you have never gone this way before. There was no chart. There was no map. Not in the physical, but I just mean experience. In experience, you have never gone this way before. But even in that, he's still with you, and he will never forsake you. Your source for peace, strength, wisdom, provision is him. That's good, isn't it? All right. Woo, okay. Now, Let's turn just a little bit further into 1 Chronicles 28, 20. The person that needs that skyscraper foundation this time is Solomon. Solomon is King David's son. He has big shoes to fill, right? The beloved of the Lord, he's going to fill his shoes. And God has told David it was in David's heart to build a tabernacle for, for God. So instead of him having to dwell in a tent, like to build an actual building. And God told David, I love that you want to do that, but you have too much blood on your hands because you were a warrior. So we're going to have to have Solomon build this temple for me. And so David is preparing Solomon for that. David prepared every piece, like all the marble, the, the wood, the carvings, the 
collected the jewels and the gold and all those things that would prepare. There's a whole detail of it in the Bible of what David laid up in the storehouse so that Solomon could build this temple. And God, D- David is saying to Solomon, who needed a deep, a deep skyscraper foundation, he's saying, be strong. There's a theme here in there. Of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until the finished, you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. So Solomon had a specific task he had to do. It was huge, and he was able to do it. And David said, this is how you know you can do it, because you're going to dig a deep foundation with this word. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Thank you, Lord. Now, you might be saying, well, that's great. That's Old Testament. Well, let me just say, you can almost always connect it to New Testament. Jesus either confirmed what the Old Testament said or redirected it to a New Testament teaching, right? So now we're going to confirm it in the New Testament, the same thought, the same principle, the same character of God that you can lag on to. All right, so now turn it to the New Testament, Matthew 28. How many of you know that when Jesus would say, the kingdom of God is like this, or this is how the kingdom of God is, or the kingdom of heaven will be like this, that he was calling you to change the way you think, right? Isn't that interesting? If you think about it, think about all the parables, think about all his teachings, he was saying, change the way you think. So he's telling the, he's telling the disciples right here, and you, how, do you know, how many of you know the disciples and us as the church need a deep skyscraper foundation, right? Listen, 20 inches is not going to work. Because when the storms of life come, what's going to happen? You're going to be downriver, right? Washed away. You have to have that deep, fully convinced foundation. So Jesus is saying this about himself. He's saying to the disciples, this is where your strength is going to come from. This is where your peace, your wisdom, your uh, provision is. He says, lo, I'm always with you. Even to the end of this age. I'm always with you, even to the end of this age. I'm always with you. I don't know about you, but that sounds a whole lot like I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Always. See, when, the, when you see Jesus use the word always or a disciple in the writings of, in the New Testament, always means 100%. Not a shadow, not a point, you know, 99.9. But 100%, I'll always be with you, even to the end of this age. So good. Now, this is what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said that about himself. Well, I'm always with you, even to the end of this age. Now he says it about the Holy Spirit in John 14. John 14, you can put this in your memory bank. John 14, 15, and 16 is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? And getting the disciples ready for his crucifixion. So in John 14, he says, 
about the Holy Spirit. Again, talking about the character of God. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you, who will never leave you. Again, never is what? 100%. He will never leave you, the Holy Spirit. Then Paul says about Jesus in Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conduct be without covetedness. I can't hardly say that. Covetedness. Thank you. In other words, when, what happens when you covet? You want something somebody else has, right? We used to say the Ten Commandments on our fingers, and we'd say number 10 is, see that Porsche over there? Don't covet it, right? That's don't covet. Don't covet what your, your neighbors have. So he's saying, don't covet because who is your source? Who's your source? God is your source, right? He's your source. You don't need to covet what other people have. So he says, um, be content with such things as you have, for he himself, talking about Jesus, has, says, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Here it is again. So, so we may boldly, boldly, when you say something boldly, it means you're convinced, right? So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Foundation. Lag bolt. Skyscraper foundation right here. What then shall we save these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I use that one a lot, especially at work. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, also making intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Listen, if God will never leave you nor forsake you, you can't be separated from the love of God. Who will separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or pandemic? Well, that was not in there, but you can read between the lines. Or nakedness, or in the South we say naked, nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Here's the big one. Yet in all things, all right, here's another one of those 100%. All means 100%. In all things we are more than conquerors. Why? Because he never leaves us or forsakes us. Why? Because he's our source of wisdom, peace, strength, provision. That's so good. Through him who loved us, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
that's a mouthful, but it just, it covers every category, right? Every level. Nothing is left unsaid in that paragraph. It sounds like it when you read it. Nothing's left unsaid because it's all, all, always, right? So good. Lord, we thank you for that. He tells us he sticks closer than a brother. Um, he promises in Philippians 4.19 that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, this is important. He supplies all your needs. Provision, right? He supplies all your needs according to how smart you are, according to who employs you, according to how much education you have, according to your job. According to your middle class or upper class? Is that what it says? No, it says according to his riches and glory. Listen, that's freeing right there, right? I'm glad it doesn't depend on my intelligence. Every day I think, I don't know how I'm in this job. Lord, give me wisdom, right? I don't know how. I don't, it's not dependent on us, but it's dependent on us believing that he supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And you can hook that. I always say the word is like Legos. You can hook these words together, right? Because never leaving you, forsaking you, always being your provider. And now he says, I supply all your needs. Listen, if you have fear, then one of your needs is courage and freedom from that, right? If you have sickness, then one of your needs is strength to your body and health. I mean, if you have anxiety, then one of your needs is to be free from that. The Lord says he supplies all of your needs. That's good, isn't it? So good. So good. All right. Well, I'm going to land this plane. Lord, Lord, the words that come from your reading your word just strengthens us. Anybody feel stronger today? Feel like you have dug down, put your lag bolt in, right? So good. So good. Listen, for years, Terry and I have been saying this. Today's the day. Response is necessary. And there's nothing that Jesus cannot bring you out of. Right? So today's the day. Will you, will you stand and let's, let's declare to ourselves that we're going to meditate on this word, that he will never leave me nor forsake me, and that we'll dig down and put that into our foundation, right, so that we have skyscraper foundations. Every one of you is called to have skyscraper foundations because God's got big things that he wants to do, and you're a part of that. Would you agree with that? Okay, go ahead and stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, no, no matter where we find ourselves today, when we came into this room, Lord, I believe that your word changes us forever. So today, Lord, give us ears to hear and eyes to see what the word of the Lord says, and Lord, that we may capture it, Lord, strengthen ourselves with it, dig deep for our foundation, Lord, believing that a deep foundation is for a big purpose.
Jesus' mighty name. You leave nothing undone, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name.